What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, July 21st, 2016, and you guys are listening to episode 267. I hope everybody is doing well. I hope everybody uh, had a great time in between shows. Got another great show for you guys today, TVE 267. I will be talking about the uh, Republican National Convention, the RNC, the notorious RNC that everybody's talking about. Talk about that for a little bit. Um, obviously, uh, your guys' unacceptables. Uh, not many unacceptables this week. Uh, I have uh, my unacceptable, of course. Uh, gonna definitely talk about some movies. Gonna do that. Gonna just talk about some other things. Uh, talk about some animals. Uh, the the actual the furry kind, and I'm sure we're gonna end up talking about some of the human kind of animals as well. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 267 wherever you may be in your car, in your cubicle, at the gym, on a treadmill, who knows where you are. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy uh, this episode. Uh, but first, before I get started, as always, we got to get to the sponsors. The Verzi Effect podcast show is sponsored by GonzoFame.com. Go to GonzoFame.com for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today, of tomorrow. Dave Gavry out there in Chicago uh, always gets the best information from your favorite comedians. So if you are a comedy nerd, please go to GonzoFame.com. You can see all the amazing uh, comedians that he has uh, talked to uh, over the course of some time. Um, also go to citylivingdog.com and coach Mike, one of the best dog trainers in America. Uh, you could see his uh, YouTube videos. You could see his Facebook. You could see his Instagram, all his social media stuff, uh, city living dog and coach Mike. The guy is seriously on another level, um, with the dog training, the videos, uh, how he tames these dogs. Um, and it's just quick. That's the thing. Within five to ten minutes, he'll just have a dog acting like a soldier. It's insane. And um, I love working with the guy, and he's helping us out with our dog. I was actually going to have him come over and uh, check it out, but I was was a little sick under the weather. Uh, But uh, he's going to be coming over here soon again to work with Lloyd on his jumping. Lloyd's actually been better, but uh, there's nobody else, man, than this guy to, to do it. He just speaks the language of dog. So check out citylivingdog.com and the services of Coach Mike and check out all of his social media. Uh, please reach out and tell him that uh, TVE and Paul Verzi sent you. And of course, drinkmoregood.com, everybody. This one is um, one of the newest sponsors that I have, the newest sponsor that I have. And um, it's just an amazing new drink product that is... Uh, organic, it's healthier, there's nothing artificial, um, and what they basically do is uh, drink more good and more good. They uh, produce handcrafted syrups and mixers uh, from all real organic ingredients, hand-crushed herbs and spices, fresh organic citrus and gingers. Um, you mix with seltzer water, and uh, that's it. You pour in the, uh, the syrup for a healthier version of soda. It's half the sugar and calories of mainstream sodas. If you don't drink soda, that's why they package it as a syrup. All you have to do is add less syrup um, to make it less sweet. Full control over the amount of sugar in your drink. No preservatives. Okay. No 
uh, high fructose um, uh, corn syrup, nothing artificial. Okay, this is amazing. They have a retail store and a production uh, kitchen. It's located at 383 Main Street in Beacon. That's their main headquarters. You can use this for cooking. You can use this for cocktails. It gives you cocktail recipes on the side of the bottle. Um, it's just an amazing, amazing thing. You got to really check it out because um, it's one of those things where, like me, if you don't want just water to drink when you, you know what I mean? But the, it, their flavors are amazing. They have jalapeno black tea. They have ginger ale. They have lemon lime. They have um, orange. They have uh, spring tonic, spiced. Uh, it, it, it's, it's unbelievable. Root beer, all of these things, and it's um, it's amazing. It's really um just a drink that I think when you put it in your seltzer and you just enjoy how you want to do it, it's it's uh, it's a no-brainer. And uh, they're good guys. They've actually partnered up with uh, Generosity.org, and they've ra- they're raising a ton of money. They're funding uh, water wells. They've already funded water wells in Ghana, uh, Uganda, and Haiti. So please check out uh, drinkmoregood.com, the amazing flavors, refreshing healthy organic drinks and um, put in promo code uh, for 20% off uh, enter good maker at the checkout and you'll be all set tell them that uh, TVE and uh, you know myself sent you okay so there you have it and of course all things comedy go to allthingscomedy.com for your favorite comedy podcasts your favorite comedy albums which is all things records follow them on twitter uh at all things comedy and um that's it allthingscomedy.com now let me start out by saying i had a great time on stage last night i was a little under the weather with that damn I don't know what it was, sinus infection, virus, whatever the fuck I had, but um, it limited stage for um, you know f- for a couple days. But last night I did my buddy Alexis Guerrero and my buddy Mike Cannon's room, the Illuminati Party show. So they've been running the Illuminati Party for uh, for a while now and had it in different venues. Uh, well, actually, I'm sorry, this is their second venue. This is a different venue now, but it's awesome. It's down in, um, it was down on Grand Street in Little Italy, just an absolutely awesome, awesome venue. Uh, I think that they're going to be great, it's going to be a great, great venue if you guys on a Tuesday night once a month is awesome. Yeah, so we um, had an amazing, I had an amazing time on stage last night, the lineup was insane, it fits like 80 people, intimate and just sick. Absolutely awesome. So I want to shout out uh, Alexis Guerrero's and Mike Cannon. If you guys are in New York on a Tuesday and it happens to be the, that time of month, uh, check out the Illuminati party. Um, also, oh, I got into it too with somebody on the, I got into it with this chick in the crowd. There was just one chick who was like trying to be like supportive but overly. She was just like, um, yes, I know, uh-huh. Uh-huh, yes, I know, yup, yup, uh, exactly, I know, I know, and finally I just had to stop, I had to be like, man, listen, I, I don't know, like, how often you get out, but you can't fucking act like this, you seriously, you just can't act like this, enough is enough, 
act your age. Stop it. I mentioned the word Pennsylvania, the state Pennsylvania. I just said it on stage. And her and her friends like, oh my God, where? We're from there. Oh my God. And it's like, it doesn't, it's not about you. You fucking idiot. It's not about you. Okay. And speaking, oh, I'm going to be a little hot on this one, guys. Speaking. Oh, I got another funny thing to tell you guys too, this audition that I went on. But speaking of not about you. Okay, speaking of people who think they are more important. Uh, as some of you may or may not have seen, uh, I got into it with a couple of people again. I don't think I put any opinions out there, really, other than the fact that just shut the fuck up because I don't want to hear it anymore. Because what happens is, and I got to tell you something, and I mean this, dude, and I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm an independent, but I will tell you this. And I stick by this, and I've said this all the time. We were I was actually talking about this with a couple of people recently. Every time the conventions come up, during the week of, whether it be the Republican or the Democratic, the other side just has to find things and gets so upset and gets outraged and says things. And I got to tell you, the left side is way more fucking annoying. They are the fucking annoying ones. They really are. As a matter of fact, more liberal people heckle at comedy shows. It really is fucking annoying because when you try to be independent and you try to see both sides, but the level of fucking fear and like just anxiety and weird shit that the left fucking does and the way that they don't see one side, it's really fucking annoying. It really is. And if you're one of those people, fucking shame on you. Now, I'm not giving my opinion on either side because I know some very smart Democrats who make great points and friends of mine that are liberal that are super smart and make great points and the same thing on the other side. That's why I'm an independent. I've talked about that many times on my show. Uh, Republican, I have friends that are Republicans that are super smart. You talk to them, they make great points. But what is it about the left side that they just fucking can't, they go so much And I don't even mind if you want to talk shit and go at it, but fucking be fair and don't put it out there when you know 50 people or 50%, I should say, uh, 50% of people aren't going to agree. Now I'll read you guys. I'm going to actually read you guys what I wrote. I wrote this on Facebook. Some of you might have seen it, heard it. Some of you might not have, but a lot of people, a lot of people got upset and many, many more people agreed. Um... I'll tell you right now. As a matter of fact, uh, it got, what, 252 likes and 54 comments. Okay? And I'm not going to read people's, like, you know, rebuts to me or how upset they got. But here's here's what I wrote. Because I woke up feeling like writing something because I was pissed off. So here's what I wrote. Okay, and the the backlash was nuts. I think that I, you know, said everything that I needed to say. I, I don't really think I got political. Someone's like, well, how are you going to talk about not being political and you got political? Here's what I said. I'll read it to you now. You guys make your decision. I did not take it down. I will not take it down. And, uh, and, and we'll see. So here we go. I want to thank everyone on Facebook who has not posted their stupid political bias. These narcissists think they matter. Nobody will change by the post you put here. You don't matter. 
If a post on Facebook changes someone's mind, they are a fucking moron. It's all for attention. It's actually sad and ridiculous. Thanks to the people who make jokes and promote their stuff instead of talking about why the person in their party should be president. Keep that shit for the living room. That is why being an independent is the best. You actually see both points and then make a decision. Also, all you phony-ass comics on here who talk about plagiarism, if you acted the same way and had the same outrage when jokes are stolen in our business, people would be less likely to do it. However, you don't because the comic doing it is nice or helped you or a friend. Fucking joke. How come nobody talked uh, about when Biden or Obama stole full speeches back in the day? Look it up. Way more than what Trump's wife did. Oh yeah, it doesn't help the bias you have for this election. You all suck. I don't really like Trump or Hillary. The choices this country has is sad. It's unreal. Just be fair and know what you're talking about. Promote the shows you have, post nice pictures, and shut the fuck up. Now, that got, I did not expect it to get over 250 likes. It got over 100 likes in less than an hour, and it had 54 comments. This is why I don't really talk about sports that much anymore, because people, you know, people go nuts, I guess, you know? I'm a comic, and I have a lot of, um, you know, I have almost the 5,000 max friends on here, because you're only allowed like 5,000 or something, and I have a lot of people that, that either like me or don't like me or whatever, and they say something. Now, I don't think I said, you could argue that I said something political by saying being an independent is the best, and that's why, but all I was trying to say, because somebody was like, well, you're being political, all I was saying is, these people make jokes or these people get outraged and these people put posts for their party, really. Their ultimate agenda is for their party, right? If you're going to put a political post on Facebook, which I'm against because I don't think it's meant for that. I think it's meant for, you know, I mean, listen, and, and I'll get to the freedom of speech thing, which people said I'm against, which is my so fucking ridiculous because it's my job. Think about that. It's my fucking job. It doesn't make any sense. I make a living because of the First Amendment. I believe if anybody in this world believes in the First Amendment, uh, it's comedians more than anybody else, myself included. It's, it's, it's insane to say that. But when you do a political post and you put a political post out there, what are you doing it for? You're doing it for your bias and what you like. Even if you're making a great point, it's for your bias. All I was saying here was being an independent actually allows me to see everything, and if I do post something, it's more informative. Now, I don't give a fuck if somebody, first of all, I, you also got to take what I say with a grain of salt, because I'm a fucking comedian, all right? So a lot of times, I'm joking, I'm rallying people up, I'm saying something funny, but def there definitely was some truth to what I was saying, and what I was simply saying was, being an independent, I can put something out there, but it's stating facts, Okay, so if you want to put something out there that's just out there, that's that's fine, and, and I have no problem with it, but I just don't understand these people that, like, there were people that were outraged. There were people that were outraged that Donald Trump's wife plagiarized and did a couple of, uh, you know, word for word, and I will say it was fucking hilarious. There were absolutely 100% the same lines that Michelle Obama used, there were definitely a couple lines that were identical. Identical, word for word, verbatim, I get it. 
But isn't it funny how they never talked about how Joe Biden and Barack Obama did the same thing, except they stole whole speeches. I'm serious. Look it up. There's the, the, I forgot. One guy's name is Neil something. Obama took his speech. This is fucking politics. They take speeches. That, that would be like getting outraged that one guy was hitting a lot of home runs in baseball and you find out he did steroids. It's like they all fucking do it. You know? And they're calling this girl a dope. They're calling her a fucking... She speaks five languages and English is her fifth. It's a pretty decent job. And I don't give a fuck. I'm not voting for any of these people. But be fair. That's all I was trying to say. And these people just fucking are... I saw somebody else. People are like, how can these people endorse him? He talked so much shit about them. It's like, look what fucking Bernie Sanders did. Bernie Sanders was basically calling Hillary Clinton a you know, a corporate criminal, a fucking crook. In not so many words, he was just fucking destroying her integrity. And then now he fucking goes for her. It's a joke, dude. So that's all that I was trying to say. But it's absolutely 100% unacceptable. Okay? 100% unacceptable for... um for you to post something on Facebook and be hypocritical when the other side doesn't do it. That's all I was trying to say. You know, that's all I was trying to say. You know, instead of talking about why the person in their party should be president. Like, that that was all I was trying to say. Listen, man, people can go to their Facebook and do what the fuck they want to do. I'm just saying, stop talking shit and listen to the other side first. It would literally be like somebody being like, oh, see, yeah, the National League. Look at all the fucking steroids in the National League. The National League's a joke. It's a fucking disgrace. Mark McGuire's hitting fucking 60-something home runs. Look at this shit. Barry Bonds, 73 home runs on the Giants. The National League is a disgrace. Totally ignoring the fact that fucking A-Rod and Giambi and Rafael Palmero and all these people. Totally, It's like, just be fucking fair. That's all I'm trying to say. It's the same shit. And, and, you know, I'm just like, whatever. It's, it's silly. It's stupid. And it's fucking unacceptable to me. When I read, yeah, really nice having your fucking wife stealing things. I can't, it's like, why would she even, this is a disgrace. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? The president of the United States stole a fucking speech. They all do it. That's all I'm trying to say. And for anybody to say to me, okay, anybody to say to me, well, I will use my First Amendment. I'm against anybody against the First Amendment. Suck my dick. Suck my Italian and Greek dick. You fucking assholes. If you think that's what I'm saying, I'm saying stop throwing your shit down people's throats, okay? That's all I'm saying. And some people had some good rebuts to me. Some people were just like, look, you know, one really good point was, listen, you're in the arts and you're creative and you're able to say it um, on another platform. Other people aren't, so they use this as a platform. That I get. That was actually a really good point where they're just like, fuck it, I just want to get it out. And look, you could do what you want. If you think somebody, but I'm just saying, just be fair if somebody else did something. That's all I'm saying. Don't call somebody a murderer, okay, and, and somebody you know is a murderer, you don't call them out. It's, it, that's all I'm saying. So I think from that sense, it's unacceptable. My other unacceptable for the day is looking at my cell phone 
Okay, especially being in the business I'm in, and I see a number from Pennsylvania or Virginia or Nevada, uh, Nevada or California. Okay, all these places, and I'm like, oh shit, this could be work. And then you pick up the phone and you say, hello, hello, and there's a pause, and that means you know a recording's coming. And they go, hi, you've just earned uh, your business loan, and it's like, fuck you. Or, hi, just want you to vote this year for fucking. Ted, blah, blah, blah. And I, it's fucking enraging. It's like they basically were able to get rid of the, you know, telemarketer and just have a computer do it. And it's one of the most fucking annoying, enraging things. I almost want to wait for people to get on the phone and be like, yeah, fuck you. I want to talk to somebody now. Yeah, I'm in the mood to vote. I want to vote. I was actually thinking about voting for that guy, Ted. Can I talk to somebody about that? And then as soon as they get on the phone, just fucking hammer the horn and be like, take me off the fucking list. Unacceptable to deceive people with an intriguing number. Absolutely unacceptable. Like, oh shit, California? All right, man, we'll try to make this money, see what's happening. Hi, your business loan got accepted. What business? You fucking liars. It's criminal. It's absolutely criminal. Um... All right, so what else? What else? Can we, oh, so I went on this audition. This is another one I wanted to talk about. I went on this audition today. Uh, yes, was it? When was it? What's today? I'm sorry, not yesterday. I don't know when it was. It was on, uh, what's today, 21st? It was on the 19th or something. Yeah, it was on the 19th, right? So another call out of nowhere. Check this out. This is a pretty cool story. Uh, and it goes to show that you should be involved with whatever, no matter what. As far as your business, even if it's something you're like, I don't know about that. I get a call from a, a New York City number, and I've obviously I have a couple people in New York City. But when it's 212, like the main landline, you know it's kind of a business. So I pick up the phone. I was at my son's uh, camp, summer camp, waiting to pick him up. I pick up the phone and they were like, hey, this is so-and-so. I don't want to use names or companies, but they're like, hey, this is a big casting company though. Hey, this is so-and-so and, -so, and uh, you were requested by somebody. Uh, you were requested or your manager, okay, which is weird because I really don't have a manager right now. I just have an agent. Um, you know, I mean, some managers help me and stuff, but I kind of just work with um, my agency right now for, for doing stand-up and personal appearances, but they're like, you know, somebody you work with requested you, and we were wondering if you wanted to come in for a voiceover commercial, kind of a big commercial, and um, the money was fucking huge. Like, when I, at first I was like, oh, yeah, what's that? And they're like, oh, it's a, it's a uh, you know, it's a VO spot for, for this company, and they're going to be doing national, um, you know, national spots in Chicago and Boston and, and New York and all these places and they're going to run it like, you know, in 12 cities, six times a day and all this and that and the money is this and I was like, the money's what? The money was fucking nuts, right? I was just like, holy shit, all right. So they're like, you want to come in? And I was like, I actually have a doctor's appointment that day. They were like trying to make it work for me. They were like, all right, well, how about you? Can you come in at 1130? I was like, yeah, I got a doctor's appointment at 2, so I'll come in at 1130. So I go to this place, and I'm like, I was requested, huh? So I walk in. I go up to the, you know, I go up to the floor, get off the elevator, go up to the floor, and what do I see when I go to this casting place? 
I see like 20 people holding a sheet of paper outside the door waiting to go in. And I'm like, you know something? Fuck this. And I know it's so completely ridiculous and unacceptable for me to even be thinking that. This is an unbelievable opportunity for me and my family to make a ton of fucking money. All right. And I'm just had this thing. And I don't know why I was just like, I was probably, probably like, if I have to really be honest, I was probably just insecure and scared and pissed that I had to sit there and deal with all these people and thinking I'm not getting this shit. But also part of me was, well, I think that's part of it. I think the other part was I was annoyed how they came at me. Like you were requested and we want you. And then, like, dude, I saw, like, a sitcom actor from, like, the show Blossom was in there. I saw, like, all these fucking... And I'm just, like... I'm, like, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm, like, what the fuck, right? So I write my name down (laughs) for my turn to go. And I grab the sheet. And I start looking at it, and I realize it's not the same thing. And the guy just comes out. The casting director comes out. He goes, um, Paul? And I go, yeah. And he goes, yeah, dude, I don't have you on the list. I don't have a Paul. And I'm going, oh... Uh, all right. And he's like, what, what are you for? And I was like, I'm for the voiceover. And they were like, oh no, this is for a commercial. You're on the other side. So I kind of smiled cause I was going to text my wife and be like, I'm fucking leaving. I'm not sitting here with 30 fucking actors. Like, <laughs> you know, which is so ridiculous. So then, uh, I go over to the other side and the guy at the desk saw that I was just confused and didn't know where I was going. He goes, Hey man, wh- wh- where are you going? What can I help you with? And I go, um, I go, I'm here for the voiceover for so-and-so. And he goes, oh, yeah, go over to the side. It's over there. And now there's only like four or five people. And then I see the commercial I'm writing for, the voice. I mean, the, the voiceover that I'm reading for. And I grab it, and it's only one paragraph. And I sign my name, but I know nothing about it, right? I know nothing about it. I didn't read it yet. I don't know. All I know is the cadence and the attitude that they wanted. They kind of didn't want you to sell it. They kind of wanted you to talk about it as like matter-of-factly. Like almost like in a cocky, like why wouldn't the, why wouldn't, why the fuck wouldn't you do this, you know? So, uh, as I'm reading this thing, first time over, just real quick, the door opens and the guy just goes, Paul, and I don't even fucking have it in my head yet at all. So I walk into this like sound booth and it's me, one guy and this microphone. And the coolest part about the story is, and I literally almost texted my wife, I'm fucking leaving. And I was like, no. Um, I'm going to stay and just fucking deal with this. Um, and not being some like better than it or prima donna thing. It was just one of those things where it really seemed like, oh, we think you're going to get this. And then I went in and there were 30 people. Luckily it wasn't that side. So now I'm on this side and I look at the thing and the guy calls my name. I go into the booth and the coolest part is I look at the thing and he's like, all right, so I just need you to slate your name and, and read this and just kind of do it this way. And the Verzi Effect podcast comes into play because I read my advertisers things or I at least know how to plug my advertisers and reading the unacceptables. Um, sometimes, you know, cold, of course, and the font is all small sometimes and I can't see or the angle that I'm at or where the microphone is. You know, you guys don't know. To you guys, it's like, all right, he reads some of them really good. Some of them he can't read. It's it's all because of the, the setup, right? You know, uh, where the microphone is and, and some people's fonts are different. People send them, you know, different. So it just all comes into play as I'm holding this ad. I'm holding this ad, and I even said to the guy, I was like, yeah, I do a podcast, so this is all right, because I have, and like that, 
It was awesome. So I run through it, and they're like, that was awesome. He was like, that's the cadence. That's exactly what we wanted. But um, let's if you could get to it a little quicker, that took about 45 seconds. Let's see if you could get to 35 seconds, and I did it. Um, at the very end, I like flipped one word. So he's like, all right, yeah, just run that one again. So I ran that one again, and he goes, great. He goes, just run the whole thing from top to bottom again, and I fucking nailed it. And I had a great conversation with him and I left. Now, I don't know if I got it. I'm sure with voiceovers and the amount of people doing it, they have to listen to everything. I probably won't know for a week. But point of the story is um, I kind of did get the feel when I was in the right place that, oh, they are looking for only a few people and you were requested because of your voice. That's why when I first walked in and saw 30 people, I'm like, oh, they just fucking said that. They'll say that to anybody. But they kind of did actually want me or hear about me from that one. So uh, we'll see what happens. But I told my wife, I was like, I was just about to fucking leave and be like, yeah, I'm not waiting here for 30 guys to fucking run a couple of lines. <laughs> They're all actors and sitcom actors. And I'm a fucking comedian who screams at, you know, on my podcast and curses at people or whatever, just yells. Um, so that was that, but we'll see what happens and I'll keep you guys posted. Well, if it happens, it'll be a national spot that you guys will be hearing on the radio. So you'll know it's me. And uh, you'll know the story behind it. See, I'm giving you fuckers the story behind stuff. Um, okay, let's go to the next. Uh, I'm going to do your guys on acceptables, but there's not many of your guys on acceptables. I swear to God, you know what I'm going to do? I think I have to just because I'm so nuts. I don't mean to get off track here, but just because I'm so nuts, I think I have to go back on Facebook. I'm going to go back on Facebook and say, Never once did I say the First Amendment. Never once did I get political. All I'm really saying was, and I don't think I got political, all I'm saying is when people just speak about their party and they don't see the other side of it, it's bullshit to do. And I'm just saying, and all I was simply saying was being an independent is, you know, I'm going to write it at the bottom of the thing. I, I don't fucking owe anybody an explanation, but at the same time, it's like you're you're... You know what it is? It comes down to nitpicky cunts. That's what it comes down to. When you really try to fucking, you know, let's let's stop sugarcoating it. It comes down to nitpicky cunts who are like, well, you're saying don't be political, but you're being political. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. You're saying that because I mentioned the word fucking independent. Think about what I said. Not once in what the fuck I said, okay? Not once in what I said says that I'm against the First Amendment of freedom of speech. It's It's... It's actually cunty. It's actually ridiculous. Um, it goes against everything I believe. Okay? And you could say, well, you know, I could say whatever I want and it is free speech. Fine, but but you're not changing anybody's opinion. What I'm saying is you're doing it for you. Okay? Admit that. You're doing it for... Nobody's going to go, well, Joe Schmo really made a good fucking point. That's what's fucking bugging me. You know, I have my opinions and views, and I'll say it on my podcast, and if people don't like it, that's fine, and I get it. You want to leave, you could leave, but, like, I'm just talking the way that I talk and being the way that I am on my fucking show, and I'm doing it for free, and I'm trying to entertain, and that's one thing, and I feel like I'm fair with both sides, and what I try to do, and what I'm going to raise my children to try to do, and I think what smart, intelligent people try to do is put, you know you know, put people, you know, put yourself in other people's shoes. I should say, you know, put yourself in somebody else's shoes. You know, you don't, people don't do it. 
Put yourself in a black person's shoes and then think about Black Lives Matter. Put yourself in a black dude's shoes. Okay? Now, of course, all lives matter. Of course they do. But I think, and there's always bad apples and bad seeds in every group, right? And I think when there's bad apples and bad seeds in every group, they say something and all of a sudden people think that that's what represents the group. But I can see, and I have black friends, I can see how one of my black friends gets upset when somebody's like, fuck black lives matter, all lives matter. That's not what the black person uh, is saying there. That's not what my black friend is trying to say there, okay? What, what, what they're trying to say is, of course, all lives matter, but the way that some of us are being senselessly killed, we need to say it in a different way. That's really what they're trying to say. Now, when I first heard Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter, I was on team All Lives Matter. What the fuck is this? But then I actually was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I'm a black dude, right? I'm a black dude, and I'm watching the news. And I see that my cousin or one of my cousin's friends or somebody that I know or, you know, was in, you know, some town and the cops stopped him and the guy was being nice and the guy said this and then fucking seven cops jumped on him and he ends up dying, right? And then I see the sign that says Black Lives Matter. I realize that it's a bigger picture than that. Nobody is saying from what I'm getting. And I know I'm really trying to be both, you know, both sides here, but nobody, I, I, I know my friends that are black are fucking are great people. And I know when they wear a t-shirt that says black lives matter, I know that they of course think all lives matter, but they're talking about their movement and what's going on within their community and their people. And I understand that. So it took me a while to, it took me a while to not even get mad at that and be like, man, this is bullshit. You know, this is not, what is that? That's not cool. But it, I get it. I get it now. And that's what I try to do. So I just, I guess what I'm really trying to say is when I talk, I try to be both sides and I try to see people's points. And you know what? That's me. Some people are like, fuck that. I'm just going to say my point and not care. But when it's constantly on Facebook and it's constantly more, I got pissed off and I wanted to say something. And of course it comes back. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I just read Ted Cruz dashes hopes for unity. Ted Cruz career suicide. Not endorsing TJD. No, I said Trump. DJT. Donald J. Trump. I went Trump J. Trump or Trump J. Donald. Uh, <laughs> um, I got a feeling, man, this is going to be a close race, and I have a feeling things are going to get ugly in the streets, and there's going to be protests. Things are fucking nuts right now. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am wrong. Maybe. No, but you can't be wrong with logic. So I'm not wrong in the sense that if you're going to post outrage about one thing, you have to be fair about the other. I don't think that that could ever be denied. You know? It's like you can't, like a woman can't get mad at a guy 
and say, well, fuck you, you small dick motherfucker, you little dick. I know you got a little dick. She can't say that if her boyfriend has a little dick. You know? Her boyfriend's got to be knocking her on the head with a fucking wiffle ball bat, with a club. Just fucking smacking her head with a club in order for her to start talking shit about other people's dick sizes. But you can't have, you can't say little dick and then have a little dick. You can't. I don't know why it had to go to a girlfriend talking about a dick. I don't know everybody. But it felt good and it felt like the right example at the time. Okay. <laughs> I love, by the way, the Versi Effect listeners, man, when you guys come to my defense, you guys go so hard. I fucking love it. But there were some of you like that actually come to my defense in a way that just had me laughing. Like there were a couple of guys who just went so hard at people that went at me. Like, fuck you, like just going hard. And I was like, oh my God, just going at people. And all I could do was laugh because none of it was harmless. And one thing I'll never do, and one thing I would never condone is like me going at somebody and then you guys like threatening or doing something stupid. But when you just start fucking with people or like making fun of their appearance in like a very funny way, like, yeah, I, you know, listen, highlights in your hair. I didn't know, you know, stuff like that. It's harmless and it's funny and it, you know, uh, as I'm speaking here, I'm getting more likes for this thing. I think this likes, I think, I think it'll get to like 300. Somebody said something, I think it was Mike Racine, comedian, funny dude. He said something where he goes, if you don't get at least 14 likes on a posted shit, I look at it like this. If you get a hundred likes on a post, it's a good post. If you get 200 likes on a post, it's not only a good post, it's a great post. And if you get above that, then it's like a meaningful post and it's like resonates with people. Um, so, you know, I, I just feel that uh, <laughs> it's funny, man. It's just funny. It's funny to me to see people's outrage, you know. Some people were nice, like, oh, it seems like somebody needs a drink, somebody's this, somebody's that, you know, but the people that are like, I have to disagree. I feel that my right to da, 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 nobody cares, you fucking dope. Don't you know that? Nobody cares. All right, go cook something. Go fucking, go play outside with your kids. Go see a movie. Go, go post something nice that's positive that makes people feel good. Get mad at me because I'm calling out your fucking narcissism. Oh, that's beautiful. That's exactly what I did. I called out people's narcissists, narcissistic, nutty bullshit. That's what I did. And when you call people out, they can't handle it. You know what, everybody? All the people that came at me after my Facebook post, guess what? When you looked at their pages, they were the people doing it. They didn't like to be called out. Nobody likes to be called out. Um, people put some funny shit on there, though. <laughs> uh, someone that I went to, uh, somebody that I went to high school with, Corey Girardi. Uh, Kirsch, I want to say the husband's name, too. I don't know if she listens to my show. But she posted something really fucking funny that I really liked. Um, shout out to you if you're listening, Corey. I don't know if you are, um, but I saw that you did. I also saw 
that your um, profile picture had you and your beautiful family. You have beautiful girls, a beautiful family. I hope you're well. Um, but she put, <laughs> your relentless political postings on Facebook have finally convinced me to change my views. <laughs> Said no one ever. And I fucking loved it because it is exactly true. Somebody also, uh, <laughs> this dude, Ryan Gorman, shout out to Ryan Gorman. He put something on there that said, outcome of political arguments on Facebook. And it was a big pie chart, but the pie was entirely red. And the green said, you change your mind. The blue said, you change their mind. <laughs> the red said, no one changes anything. <laughs> and everyone's pissed. And it's just a red pie. And it's so true. It's like, it's so true. So anyway, I'm done with that. I just, <laughs> I just, I just love it, man. I just, people, you know what it really comes down to is people want to be heard. People want to fucking matter. It's like that story when the guy, when I said people just want to be loved and he goes, yeah, faggot. And I like fucking didn't know if he was gay or like some hipster fucking, and I didn't know. And then he ends up calling me a faggot. Because I said, you know, it's the power of love. <laughs> uh, I think, you know something? I honestly, somebody said, Verzi for president. And I know it sounds ridiculously nuts. But here's what I would do. Oh, shit. What is this? I have a show tonight. Oh, I have. Oh, shit. I have two shows tonight. And one's in Connecticut and one's in the city. Um, anyway, so somebody's like Verzi for president. Here's what I would do if I was president. I would get people that knew what the fuck they were doing in politics. And then I would just try to come in with like my shit to see like what would get through. You know, I guess basically what Trump is doing, but... <laughs> I would, I would be like, all right, man, Russia's fucking with us. What do we do? What should we do? Russia is fucking with us. I think we go in there, we try to talk to them, get a couple drinks, we'll bring some bottles, we'll bring our best shit over there, maybe do some edibles with Putin, sit down, watch a couple comedies and see if we could work this thing out, you know, and if not, we just threaten them. <laughs> and then the guy down to earth will go, yeah, that's not, you know, you can't, you can't fly to Russia as a president and do edibles. Fuck that. I'd be a good president. I'd be a good president because I try to talk things out logically first. And then I'd be like, dude, we don't, I mean, look, I don't want to get into this with you. I want to, I want to work this out. Okay. Why are you yelling? That's the best one. You ever do that to your wife or girlfriend? Because there's two people in a relationship. There's the yeller, and then there's the person who f gets them so upset by going, why are you yelling? I don't, I don't understand why you're... And it just drives them fucking nuts. Um, I'm definitely the latter. Why are you yelling? How funny would that be if I was a president and like I was on the phone with some fucking <laughs> leader? And they were like, get the fuck out blah. And I was like, dude, why are you yelling, man? Like, just take it easy. It doesn't have to, yo, darling, you United States fucking, dude, do you think you can do it? Dude, first of all, 
I love Angel, my friend Angelo Lozano. When you start talking sports and get loud, he goes, first of all, lower your voice. Or first of all, stop yelling. <laughs> I, first of all, I could never run for any public office at all because they would listen to my act, my album, my video clips, my podcast, and be like, yeah, this is an unstable. There's no way. I mean, some people get shit for like one quote they said when they were like 19 like the first year in college. Could you imagine if they went there? Like, yeah, he said faggot 19 times from episode 118 to 205. He was for the public beating of people who don't merge correctly. <laughs> it would just be an absolute mess. Um, all right, let's get to your guys on acceptables. Oh shit. Is this hell? Where are we? Oh, 44 minutes. It's a good episode though. I could tell I'm free speaking. I'm having fun. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Let's see here. Um, your guys unacceptables. I just got hungry. All right. See what we got here. All right. Sorry about that. Bob Lane. All right. We only have a few. Wow. All right. Bob Lane. Hey, Paul. Your Home Depot Unacceptable reminded me of my experience over the 4th of July weekend. I had finally gotten back uh, a backlog of projects finished and had been waiting to replace a faucet in my laundry room uh in my laundry room deep sink. I had the time already bought the new faucet <clears throat> from Costco a few weeks before. Let's do this. Uh, I turn off the hot water valve and the knob breaks off in my hand. Of course it did. Oh well, my house is aging and replacing valves is recommended. I consider taking the old one off to uh, take with me for comparison, but opt not I know we always opt out, but opt not to, uh, out of laziness. Of course, we always do that. I grab my nine-year-old son and head off to Home Depot. On the way, I tell my son how home projects tend to require multiple trips to Home Depot. I get to the plumbing department, and of course, there are a hundred options that all look very similar to mine. Uh, I acknowledge that I fucked myself by not bringing the old one with me and head home with my tail between my legs. So I go home, quickly remove the bad valve, load the nine-year-old back up, um, and head back. Uh, lucky for me, my depot is 10 minutes away, so not a huge deal. I quickly find the one I need, grab two of them to replace the cold one as well, as, as well and head home. I install the first valve, remove the cold, uh, and start to install. When I notice the fucking valve is not the same one on the picture uh, on the box. Ugh. My guess is some asshole bought a bunch and returned some without making sure he put the right one in the box. It is unacceptable to be so inconsiderate while taking advantage of, uh, of liberal return policies to make sure you get your $10 back that you end up fucking the next guy who unwillingly buys your return fucker now on the third trip to the deep uh on the third trip to the depot of the day i actually experienced an acceptable 
killing two birds with one stone. I also had a shower knob that broke and needed replacing. I YouTubed the job, took pictures of the old one, and headed to the plumbing section yet again. I get help from an uh, older female employee. Not going to lie, didn't feel confident she could help me. I explained to her what I needed to do, and she looks at me deadpan and says, Are you sure this is the type of job you want to attempt on a Sunday before a holiday? I didn't know what to say at first, but she was absolutely right. I was in over my head. Then she points me to the universal knob uh, instead of me trying to replace the whole goddamn thing. Totally acceptable for her to talk me off the ledge on that job. Thanks for the podcast. Looking forward uh, to it each week. Sometimes I even get bummed when I blow through it the day it comes out. In one listen. Take care, Bob. Bobby! Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. I love the unacceptable. I even like the acceptable more because isn't it like a woman to be like, are you really going to do this? And and I have a similar story where I had this, um, this thing. I don't even know if you call it a fence, a gate. It's one of those things that are like the little, like they, it, the little squares and, uh, and it's like fencing goes diagonally one way and diagonally the other way. And it kind of like blocks the wind, but looks nice. And we had the American flag on it that the guy had at the house here before we moved in. And it kind of like blew out. And it, it was like a big thing. And I couldn't get it back in the slot where it belonged. And it was a mess. And I started to like try to do it. And my th- three-year-old at the time just goes, Daddy, just stop. Just don't do that now. Like, why would you do that now? Or just leave it alone. And she was absolutely right. And women just know. They're just like, why would you, what's wrong with you? Um, Thank you so much, Bob, for the unacceptable. And I'm glad you enjoy the show. Kyle Santaliquito, I believe, if I'm saying that right. Santaliquito, I think it is. I think I got it. Uh, Kyle's a regular. He says, this game that's causing kids to run out in front of cars going 30 miles an hour just to catch a Pokemon. I'm not sure how much you've heard about this, but it is this game where you have to walk to different places and there are Pokemon there that you catch, but the game doesn't seem to put them in specific places. They are just scattered around, causing a group of kids to run in front of a car. I'm in uh, and almost die, all to catch a virtual creature. Unbelievable. Oh, so you were in a car. Uh... Wow. Yeah, no, that's uh one guy fell in a lake, I think. They had a, I heard it on the radio. This guy was like looking for this Pokemon. You you just like and they played the audio of it. And he was like, "Yeah, I think if we go over and you just heard water splash." It was fucking so funny and hilarious, but um look, I'm not going to knock that. And I'm sure people thought that I was going to knock it and be like, "Ah, the Pokemon game." I look at it like this, man. If you find something that you enjoy, and you're doing it outside, and it's new and fun, and it's a cool app, and you could do it with your kids and shit. I, uh, I'm i not going to shit on that, but running out in front of a car and falling into lakes, I'll shit on that. So you're absolutely right. So thank you, Kyle, for the, for the uh, unacceptable submission. And yeah, just like, it's really cool, but like they should find something like that like in your home or safe. Like that'd be really cool if they could do an app where it's in your home, like you... 
I don't know how they could do it, but like you take pictures of the inside of your home, you send it somewhere, and they're able to plant Pokemon. Watch, somebody's going to do that app. It's going to be huge. You know, you're running around your house doing it. Like little kids would like it, but like, you know, I'm not going to have my kids run by a fucking subway because of fucking Pokemon's there. Um, this is, um, oh, okay, this is, do you want me to read this? Well, Alan Harris, thank you for the great advice, not a new one, acceptable, Verzi. I loved your advice with the girl and the, uh, okay, the Aryan guys. It sounds like there were more issues um, with my email than I thought. Hearing you, uh, hearing you <laughs> struggle with it, <laughs> sorry about that. I, w- um, I wasn't serious about shooting at them after calling the cops, by the way. I was just really pissed off. But thank you so much. Made me feel better. Yeah, no worries. No worries. I don't know if you wanted me to read that or not, but fuck it. I just read it. So, um, and that was a guy. Actually, you know what is important to read? Because, um, you know, if you guys have something like that, I mean, listen, I don't have, obviously I don't have all the fucking answers at all, but, um, that was a serious thing. And sometimes if you hear it read out loud or hear your frustration read out loud, maybe it'll help. You know, because um, this was a girl who's going down the path of heroin, going down the path of, of death or jail, you know, or both, you know, and uh, you were, it was brought to your attention how fucked up it was, and it was um, not cool at all. So I was glad that I was able to tell you that. I mean, I think talking to her helps, so I'm glad that that worked. And if anybody listening, man, has something they want to say, it's all good. You know? It's, um, I love to talk about it. I love to talk about anything. You know? So uh, please send me, that is it, guys. There was only a few on this one. Um, so send your unacceptables to unacceptablesfortve at gmail. Okay? And um, I... Love the, you know, every radio station or show has its regular callers. And I love you guys. I love you regulars. But I also love when new people write something in. And I know there's people like, ah, should I write in? I want to write in. Write in. Write in. I I love when um, new submissions come in and I could uh, talk about it and get new fans of the show. So uh, definitely do that. And, um, you know, I will shout your name out, or if there's something, even advice, and that's the other thing, if there's any advice, anything you want to talk about, hit me up for sure, okay, uh, what else do we have here to talk about, let's see if there was anything on Twitter, there may be a couple, as always, oh, there the cats go, the cats were good up until this point, they were good, but it could not last, here we go, do I see anything, uh, Somebody said, I have, wow, other than Paul Verzi, you have arguably the smoothest radio voice, I'm a little sick now, but yeah, I mean, I'll take that, hopefully I get that fucking voiceover, make that money too, uh, no, no one, ex- there, there might be, oh, somebody sent me that, how cool is Sidney Crosby, uh, Dave Aaron Smith, or Sidney Crosby, Brought the cup to kids in a hospital. That's awesome. And then uh, he also sent me him going to, I guess, a. just came home with the cup. That's awesome, man. 
that's a really cool thing that they get to do when you win the, um, you know, when you win the, what's it called? The Stanley Cup in hockey and every player gets to take it and have their turn with it, so. But yeah, so submit your uh, unacceptables, guys. Thank you so much. It's unacceptable. People keep asking me. It's unacceptables for TVE at Gmail. Not the number four, but spelt out F O R. Unacceptables for TVE at Gmail.com. And uh, at Paul Verzi on Twitter. I will shout out your uh, Twitter feed and all that. What else do we have? Sports, nothing, guys. I got nothing in sports. Okay, it was just a crazy week running around and doing this and doing that and fuck it. I just, you know, the Yankees are just, I, every time I like listen or see anything, it's just the Yankees are floating around 500, which means they're not having a good year. And I just don't give a fuck about baseball. So there's nothing with sports as far as movies. Oh man, I got two movies that I want to talk about. Two, two things here, um, both on Netflix and both, to me, nailed it. I don't know if you guys saw it, but you can uh, hit me up next week and say you're welcome. Now, I know a lot of people give Adam Sandler shit. I know a lot of people don't think his movies are good anymore. Uh, I disagree. I mean, I'm not the biggest Adam Sandler movie guy, but... Um, actually, no, I shouldn't say that. I was, and then it had this, you know, the span where I wasn't, but... He uh, he did a movie I saw on Netflix. He did it a while ago. It's called The Cobbler. I liked it a lot. But now he did this new movie. I guess he did like a six-movie deal, exclusive deal with Netflix. But he did this new movie with David Spade called um, The Do-Over. And I loved it. My wife actually, I watched like the first 40 minutes of it by myself one day and then the next day I started watching it my wife watched like the last hour or so with me and she was laughing out loud and liked it I really liked it uh, without giving it away it's an awesome story um, basically the movie starts out at like a, I guess a 25 year high school reunion and David Spade is just watching his fucking wife dancing with like her ex all kind of pissed off and Adam Sandler comes in and kind of notices that his life is still shitty and uh, they start talking, and Sandler says, when are we going to hang out? And then Sandler takes him out on a boat, and they do all kinds of stuff. And, you know, Spade realizes his life sucks, and Sandler kind of does something that kind of changes how things are going to go from now on. And at first, Spade is like, whatever. What the fuck did you do? And then afterwards, he loved it, and then all kinds of stuff happens. I fucking loved it. It was laugh-out-loud funny. The script was hilarious, um, do yourself a favor, watch it. I think it. I think you're gonna really enjoy it, man. I. It gets the Verzi two thumbs up. One of those fun movies. One of those movies where you're like, where is this gonna go? Crazy scenes, funny scenes, dialogue is hilarious. It's smart. It gets deep. I loved it. I loved it. I'm gonna clap for it. I'm gonna clap for it. Um, and also, I saw the new 2016 Tony Robbins documentary called "I Am Not Your Guru." I believe that's what it's called. Dude, it's fucking... Some Some of it annoyed me. I'm not going to lie. There were some things that annoyed me about it. And maybe you'll see that when you watch. But other than a couple of little things, if I was nitpicky, I thought it was really moving, man. It, it had some moments where you're just like, holy shit, man. Like, you could be... Like, this dude was like... People were suicidal, ready to die. 
And this dude fucking, you watch them break through. He breaks them down. Like, it was really amazing where this one girl was just like, he's like, now who's got an issue? And like, people stand up. And at first, you're like, whatever. And he, um, well, the, the opening scene is this guy who's suicidal, right? The very opening scene is this guy that's suicidal. And it's kind of like the cold open. And Tony Robbins is looking at him, and the guy's upset, and he's suicidal. And Tony Robbins just looks at him and goes, is it the red sneakers you're wearing? And the guy's just, like, confused, like, what? And he goes, yeah, because they're fucking red, dude. And the guy smiled, and Tony Robbins like, well, don't smile. You're going to fuck everything up that way. And it was fucking brilliant what he did. And he broke the guy down, and the guy just started crying, and the guy just got all this hope. And then you see where they are now. This guy was ready to fucking kill himself. Another thing he did was at the beginning, this, uh, this is what I was going to say before. This 19-year-old girl just stands up. He goes, what's, the, you know, what's going on with you? And uh, what do you want to fix? And she goes, well, my diet, you know, my diet. And he goes, your diet, huh? All right, well, what, what's wrong with your diet? Just like what I put in my body. She was in shape. And she said, just what I put in my body and the times I eat and this and that. And uh, he just goes, well, why? Why would you, what is, uh, all right, so where does that come from? Who, you know, anybody in your life like this and that? And who are you trying to, who, who would you say you're trying to get the most acceptance from in your life? And uh, he's like, is it your father? And she's like, yeah. And all of a sudden, the diet and food never came up again. And it was he basically broke down and found out that her dad was an addict. And she was angry about it, but she always still wanted his acceptance and didn't know why. Dude, and he just breaks it down. And it never, the food never comes in in the end. He's like, it's always, you always talk about little shit. But there's the big thing, and he just fucking figures it out. And it was insane. It was insane, man. And, like, he just figured it out. And then she ended up talking to the dad. And they end up having, like, this great conversation. And uh, I would I would tell you right now. Uh, I'll put my... This is a Verzi Effect exclusive, okay? I know there's a million choices on Netflix. I know you guys can watch whatever you want. I'm telling you this right now. Two things you should watch on Netflix is Adam Sandler's The Do-Over and Tony Robbins' I Am Not Your Guru. Watch those two. And then hit me back and you tell me if you if I'm right or wrong. I don't think I steered you guys wrong yet with movies. Um, so you could definitely check those out. I think you'll really like them. Let's get into plugs. This podcast has gone extremely fast. So uh, plugs. Guys, September 21st, I will be headlining the Tempe, Arizona Improv. That is a Wednesday night. It will be my first time ever stepping on a stage and performing in the state of Arizona. The only time I was ever in Arizona. It's weird. I always said it. I don't know why. I've been in almost every major city in the country. Uh, the only time I was in Arizona was at the fucking airport for a layover. Okay? So, please, uh, come out Wednesday, September 21st to the Tempe, Arizona Improv. I will be headlining that. I will also be at the Big Pine Comedy Festival in Flagstaff, Arizona the following day, September 22nd through September 24th. So you could check out the website, bigpinecomedy.com or Google the Big Pine Comedy Festival. Um, This is the second year they're doing it. I think it's a little um, bigger and better this year. And uh, I'm looking forward to being out in uh, Tempe and Flagstaff in Arizona. Also, me and Joe Bartnick will be co-headlining earlier that month, the 9th and 10th, at uh, Comics at Mohegan Sun Casino in Connecticut. So you could check that out as well. 
Also, other dates on my website, paulverzi.com. You can see where I'm going to be. I have a bunch of stuff coming up. Hopefully going to be doing some stuff in the Midwest, uh, also on the West Coast. So check all that stuff out at paulverzi.com. Follow me on Twitter at paulverzi. That is V-I-R-Z-I. Thank you guys so much. Do yourself a favor. Whether you are a Republican, whether you are a Democrat, whether you're independent, wherever you may stand, do not let the fucking media, do not let people, do not let anything on TV get to you. Sit back, fucking relax. Life is too short to get crazy like that. Enjoy it. Um, until next week, episode, uh, until next week's episode 268, I am out of here. I hope everybody has a good time in between, and I will talk to you guys soon.